Hey NAI football fans, this is Corey Thorpe with another edition of the NAI F-Ball podcast powered by AdCraft USA. These guys are our presenting sponsors for yet another year. And they're NAI-made players, fans, and family who are experts in the apparel and merchandise world. AdCraft allows you to take the hassle out of ordering. Let their knowledgeable design and customer service staff handle everything from hosting the store online shipping, and helping your customers if they have questions so you can get back to the game. Find them online at adcraftusa.com and adcraftwebstores.com. All right, guys, tonight to start off our off-season podcasts, we have the first team in quite a while from the KCAC whose name is not Kansas Wesleyan or Bethel to make the playoffs, and the first one to go in with Kansas Wesleyan as a second team from the KCAC, Southwestern's Brad Griffin. Coach, how you doing tonight? Uh, just great. Appreciate you for having me on. Absolutely. Um, so looking here at the stats, um, I, I notice, one, you've got three quarterbacks returning here in Luke Barnes, Thomas Yam, and as we talked about a little bit off the air, uh, you're you're bringing Brad Cagle back. Talk to me about your quarterback room specifically coming back next year. Well, um, all three are just um, great people. Number one, um, and, you know, and they, and they played a big part of this last year. And Brad goes back to twenty, um, and unfortunately got hurt in the spring and really didn't get cleared till midway through the year and you know, wanted to be able to play a full season. So we were able to play him in a couple games uh, this past year. And, um, you know, so, yeah, we'll have um, a very talented group. Um, you know, Luke obviously was unbelievable for us this year and then unfortunately got hurt, um, I believe it was week six, five or six, and knocked him out for the rest of the year. And, and Thomas actually stepped in and, and did a, a great job of, you know, won some big games for us um, and, and played uh, pretty well in the playoff game as well. So yeah, we're, it's, it's a, like I said, it's a good spot to be in with depth. Uh, we'll definitely have a decision to make. And I think it's easy to say that right now, but I don't see us being two systems and playing multiple quarterbacks or anything like that. We're going to have to make a decision to see who wins that out, you know, in August. And, but um, I think they're all very supportive of each, of each other and, Ultimately, they just want to win. So, um, but they're very, very good, good guys, good players, and um, the team supports those guys too. So that helps a lot. On the guys around them, you've got Jackie Coleman, Keyshawn Jones, Andre Jones, Lake Hoffman, um, all coming back, uh, and and Aaron Garcia, Aaron Garcia. Not sure quite on that one. Um, no. Up front, that, Aaron. Yeah, Aaron. I, that's what I thought. Um, up front of the offensive line that you've got coming back. Um, talk to me about the rest of your, uh, the rest of your offense and, and growing in, in 20 and what you can expect from them in, in uh, sorry, growing in 2021. Good Lord, it's right. almost 2022. This football season's really got me all screwed around. <laughs> um, and what we can expect from them in 2022. Yeah, uh, those, you know, the Jones brothers and, um, Aaron and up front and Lake at tight end and obviously the quarterbacks that we talked about and 
you know, Keyshawn Wyatt's going to be done. Um, broke the school record in rushing and had an unbelievable career. And this past year, split time quite a bit with with Jackie Coleman. And Jackie's got going to come back and go to grad school. But um, you know, so we've got a great core of guys back. Um, you know, we do have um, a few guys up front. You know, we graduated a center um, and our two tackles. Uh, we'll have our left guard back as well. But, um, you know, I feel like we've got to this point because we've done a really good job in recruiting. And so it's not like we, we just got to go out and find guys uh, on others, you know, through transfer portal or junior college recruiting or whatever. We have them on campus. We feel like we've got guys that are very capable to fill spots that um, of guys that have graduated. So. Um, recruiting is a big piece of that. I mean, that's, that is the piece in my opinion. Um, we've had a lot of success cause we've got really, really good players. And so, um, you know, that's, that's our mentality next man up. And hopefully we've done a good job of developing our players. Like player development's been really good for us. And so, um, you know, I think we've got guys on the roster that, it, you know, it's, you know, they'll have to step up and, and play that haven't played a lot, but, um, at the same time, you know, um, I think that's that's part of it. Can we retain guys to stay in the program, even if they don't play right away and then develop them as as they're here? So, um, you know, we've got a great receiving core. Josh Edson's another kid that got hurt towards the end of the year, but he'll add to the guys that we have in that group. And, um, you know, we've got a few young young backs and some young offensive linemen. So um, offensively, I think we can um, continue to to do good things as we've done the last couple of years. Before I go to the defensive side, one thing I noticed as I was getting the numbers set up was was your usage of Brad Cagle. I know you said he had been hurt and got cleared about midseason, but I noticed his usage there, especially against Kansas Wesleyan. And, and that mm-hmm. man, that man is a coyote killer. Um, you know, came out, uh, against them in, in 2020 in that spring season and really got the job done um, and then comes out uh, kind of off off the bench, so to speak. I, I know you probably had him playing all week and he knew he was starting all week, but what, what does Brad Cagle do so well that makes him just so effective against Kansas Wesleyan? So we actually played Kansas Wesleyan last fall in oh, 20. Right and beat them in, in the fall. That was a crazy year. I don't even, I'm surprised I remember how that even went with <laughs> as long, you know, playing half the season in the fall and half the season in the spring. But anyhow, um, Brad was a phenomenal football player for us last year um, in the COVID year, the crazy year. Um, and then unfortunately in that spring got hurt. Um, but the thing that, you know, Brad's just a football player. He's, he's throwback. Um, he's tough. He's very athletic. He throws the ball very well. He's super football savvy and smart. Um, you know, I think I think he's one of the better players in our conference. And um, you know, unfortunately, with being hurt, didn't didn't quite um, wasn't ready to go at the beginning of the year. Took a little bit of time with a knee injury, and so it just you know eventually started working. He was doing he was down on the scout team, I and mean, that's just the type of guy he is trying to not only just kind of get back into it, but how can I help the team? And, um, you know, and we, we actually played him earlier against Sterling. He got in some, 
Um, and Thomas was doing a phenomenal job. And actually, um, and the next week against, um, my goodness, my, I think friends. it was a, the friends game. If I'm not mistaken. Yep. I can't remember. Anyhow, I, I have to have your schedule got... pulled up. So that helps. <laughs> the, the week before Kansas Westland, um, Thomas actually kind of got banged up and wasn't 100%. He didn't practice much that week. Going into it, we knew Brad was probably going to play regardless, but had all the intentions Thomas deserved to, to start for us and um, had all intentions of doing so. He just wasn't quite, you know, 100% or even 90%. So, um, but yeah, Brad just, um, like I say, he's a football player and he's, he's really good. He's going to, um, it'll be it'll be a tough decision to make uh, this coming fall with with um, the success and as good as Thomas and Luke are, um, you know Brad will um, you know it'll make it a tough make it a tough decision on all of us. Defensively, you've got a, a first K, a first team KCAC player at all three levels of your defense, starting on your line with Shane Rodriguez, Josh Carter at linebacker, and then uh, Tavern Williamson. At defensive back, talk to me about um, what your defense uh, is is going to look like in in twenty two and and growing into and um, becoming a, a defensive power. Yeah, um, I believe up front we have all of our guys back, all of our defensive linemen. Uh, we you know just probably like everybody else, you rotate quite a few guys there. Shane's the the leader of that group. The the kid is just, um, he just plays his tail end off and just, um, as a great leader. And, um, he just is a football player again, just loves football, loves coming to practice. Um, you know, great student. Uh, when he first came to Southwestern as a freshman, I, w- I would not have known he was going to turn into the player that he has. He just worked really hard for that. Uh, along with, we got Marquise Jones and, um, uh, let's see, Ja'Carri Smith, and uh, those would be some of our ends. And then Tyler Moorhead was uh, our nose for us this year, and he rotated in with a freshman. Like I said, all those guys will be back. Um, Josh Carter turned in to be a phenomenal player for us this year. He's been, over the last couple of years, kind of a role player, kind of do-it-all do it all type of guy, but never has, you know, he had a three-time All-American and Grant Torgerson in front of him. so stepped right in and we didn't skip a beat there at linebacker and we'll graduate a couple outside guys with drew smith and clayton downham and caleb helsley all three of those guys drew drew could come back and so could caleb but i don't know where they're at right now and i know caleb plans on going to medical school and drew's got student teaching this spring so we'll see but um so our 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 linebacker crew will look differently Um, again like i said we have guys i think currently in the program that will be able to step up and fill those shoes um but uh, that was that front seven that we've had um has been really really good and then in the back end yeah uh Davion had a heck of a year um, picking the ball off and he's just going to get better um him and um, our other corner both just um played really well for us um, and better young you know COVID freshmen so sophomores they both got a chance to play quite a bit last year but and then the secondary, Riley Havers is a senior for us, and he's actually planning on returning. And um, our other senior safety, um, Seth McManus, is graduating. So we'll 
will look similar in the back end as well. But um, again, we'll, we'll have some shoes to fill there. But overall, uh, Coach Strong is a um, very, very good coach and our defense coordinator. And um, he seems to find a way to get those guys ready to play every week and um, does a great job of schemes and, um, um, you know, being able to to move guys around. We've had a few injuries this this year and it was that next next man up type of mentality and we just moved some guys around or whatever. So, um, but yeah, we'll, um, we, you know, should be able to be very competitive on that side of the ball as well again. So you've been at Southwestern 2022 will be your eighth season at the helm. Um, when you started with the builders, they were one and 10. Um, and it's only been the last couple of years that y'all have really just kicked it into high gear. What what clicked in that uh, in that split 2020 season? What clicked to get it in to get y'all's program kicked into that next gear? I think that's a good question. I think that's something that we've kind of looked at as a staff and as a team. Um, you know, for the prior years, uh, what would be eight, 17, 18, and 19, we were five and five in the conference. And really in 19, I mean, if we would have had, because we're, we were basically the same team in 19 as we were in 20, as far as the guys playing, um, for the most part, we were different a few places, but we had a big senior group in 20. And if, I think if you have better quarterback play, nothing against the guys that were playing there, but Brad really made the difference for us in 20 at, at quarterback. Cause we, we've been, we've had a lot of skilled players, we've been very physical and um, been able to run the ball very well over the last four or five years. Um, um, I've had some good skill players, um, been very competitive on the defensive side. You know, I think, so that'd be a part of it is quarterback play. I think that's at any level. If you've got a quarterback and you can surround him with, you know, good players, you have a chance to be successful. Um, and then the, the other piece is, is probably with the senior group last year and then for sure this group this year of just buying into, I don't know if that's even like saying that, but just really trusting the process and um, putting your teammate before yourself and just really loving and trusting each other. And we didn't, we could go to practice and practices were very competitive uh, guys it wasn't about themselves. It was all about what can we do to make, you know, what can I do to make my teammate better? What can I do to, to help the team win? And more of the buy-in of just believing in, hey, we've got the guys to do this. Now let's just put it all together. So um, a culmination of things. But, you know, if you have a good quarterback and you, and you just trust and believe in each other and your coaches, and um, I think that, that gives you a good chance to, you know, be successful every Saturday. I do want to know, I want to take a quick look back at your your playoff game against Marion. Uh, your defense comes out on all cylinders, seems to want to try to help Marion set uh, a record for the number of punts in one game. Um, Marion does come back in the second half and edges you out in what is probably the best game of the first round, if I'm if I'm quite honest. Looking back at it, because I know you've probably reviewed the film at least, you know, one or two times by now. What's what's your one big thing 
that that you saw from your team in this playoff game? Well, I mean, I think we belonged number one. Um, I think there is that question. I mean, I just being an outsider before I came to the KCAC, I think everybody kind of knows the stigma of the prior, you know, I think Kansas Weston's done this, the league justice prior to that, you know, Sterling had some great teams and Tate had some great teams, but can you win in the playoffs? Can you be competitive nationally? Um, you know, cause an outsider looking, I was in the mid States forever with William Penn before they moved to the, when I, cause when I came to the KCAC, we were still in the mid States. And I think that next year they went to the, to the heart, but anyhow, um, I had played against Marion teams. We played against them when they won a national championship. Uh, uh, so, you know, I definitely felt like we belong there. Number one, I, we, I thought we were the better team. If we don't turn the ball over, we win the game, in my opinion. Uh, you know, we fumbled in the end zone, gave them a touchdown, threw a pick on their end of the field, and um, we're score, going down to score on the other drive and fumble the ball. So, um, if you want to take anything out of it is we, we feel like our program is in a good spot. Um, not just to be competitive in the KCAC, but we can be competitive nationally. Uh, you know, and then you come out of that as on the coaching end of it, just, you know, you got to take care of the football. And um, if you do those things, who knows, we may have been competing and playing in the second round. Probably would have played Grandview if I looked at it. But anyhow, um, just like I told our kids afterwards, just, you know, very proud of them. But there's no question that we, we were, we belonged there and we proved it by, um, being able to be as competitive as as we were. A couple things off the football field before I let you go. One of the uh, the kind of big question that I have for everybody this year. So, um, you know, this will be the first time I ask it. Uh, folks who who listen week in week out will will hear this question a few times over the next few months. I'm really interested in building programs at the NAI level, not just on the field with your players, but how do you build your program outside the lines with, um, is, is there as much of a facility war in the NAI as there is in, in FBS football? And how do you, how do you really look at trying to better Southwestern with, with what you can do, um, as, as a program? Yeah, um, and I think I understand what you're asking. I mean, you know, I think at any level there's you want to try to make the you know, the atmosphere and the um the place that they're at to be the best as it as it can be. Um you know, at at our level it's probably a little tougher depending on where you're at, but um you know, being able to upgrade facilities or build new facilities and all those things. It's, it's obviously goals. It's a goal of ours. It's something we've been trying to do for a long time here. Um, we, we have plans of new locker rooms and weight room and stuff like that, but it's, it takes time and COVID's kind of slowed that down a little bit with prices going up and you either got to wait for stuff to come back down or you got to fundraise more money. But, um, so that's a piece of it, but then also just surrounding yourself with good people, just making sure that administratively that, um, they understand what your goals are and the, the type of culture that you have and want within your program. And, um, you know, I think we've done a great job of that, of just having good people here that care about kids and, 
I want to see them be successful, you know, and I think that's a big piece of it. And, and then, like I was saying earlier, um, you know, we can coach well and, and, um, you know, have all these great ideas and all that, but you got to have good players. And that's one thing that's been the biggest difference. We've been able to go out and recruit really, really good football. Not just, not just players on the field, but sorry, but, um, not just players on the field, but off the field, we got great students and, um, they, they go to class and, you know, Josh Carter, for example, he's, he's been in our program now for going on his third year and he's had a 4.0 this entire time he's been here, you know? And so, and he's our starting Mike linebacker. I'm not just, and there's plenty of others. We've got, uh, my nephew is Drew Smith and he's graduating with, you know, like a three, seven GPA and um, going on and doing big things and going to teach and all that. So I'm just saying we're, it's not just the building of, of trying to get better on the field, but it's the whole part of it. And um, I think we've done a really good job of that. The last thing before I let you go, I think the coolest thing about Southwestern is that Southwestern dares to not only have a live mascot, but they dare to have that live mascot <laughs> be a cat. Um, and, and, you know, I, I know the folks at, at home can't see it, but, uh, he, uh, Coach Griffin is wearing on, wearing Jinx on the hat tonight. Um, talk to me about one having a live cat mascot, and uh, you know, having it around. I mean, does it do any cool tricks? Right. I mean, you know, it's it's cat. Um, <laughs> no. So he's in the basket. He's in the field house. So he's in the basketball gymnasium, which they probably get to interact with him more than we do. Um, we've talked about how sweet it would be to get him to run out with us, um, you know, with that the team, true? but he won't even, he won't even leave his little area that he has that, but yeah, he just roams free in the field house. So, I mean, it, it you know, every small college has their cool, um, you know, uh, you know, traditions or whatever. And ours just happens to be the black cat and the jinx. And like, when you see this, this here, this is the alumni one. We have a little bit of a newer one, but this is the one the football team's all about. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool. I'm in Wichita right now with my kids, so I'm all I wear my my builder gear to make sure everybody understands where, um, you know, they they see us and around and about. But yeah, it's it's a cool tradition and everything, and um, I think it's you know it's definitely neat. But um, we don't get to see the we don't see Jinx very often, but. He don't have any tricks. I mean, this is a big old, our old AD would feed him a lot. So he's kind of just, he's like Garfield right now. So he doesn't get too much exercise. So what I'm hearing is you're not going to have a kickoff cat next year. <laughs> no, <laughs> unfortunately, hey, that's, that'd be sweet though, right? Go out and get the tea, but no, this cat's not that mobile, unfortunately. But Well, coach, but yeah. I appreciate you. You're coming on with us tonight. Just an absolute yeah, great time. Um, you know, looking forward to seeing what y'all are going to be able to do and build on off of a uh, off of a playoff run. No, I appreciate it. Appreciate you guys and the coverage. I know with NAI doesn't get a ton of coverage, so um, I know I saw you down at the championship game, and I appreciate you guys um, doing what you can to to you know um, get our names out there and our programs and what we do here and. So um, just thank you very much. It's our pleasure. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the NAIF Ball Podcast powered by AdCraft USA.
Be sure to contact them for all your custom apparel, merch, and uniform needs. Thanks also to Mommy Bay and Turf Nation for their support of the NAIAF Ball Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, subscribe to the podcast and to our YouTube channel. Leave us a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast app that allows you to leave a rating and review. As always, if you'd like to support what we do, head over to patreon.com slash ball and become a patron. We can't do what we do without support from our sponsors and listeners like you.